0: Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy podcast. And you guys, you have to go check out my annual event. It is The Bliss Project and it's at theblissproject.info. If you are feeling alone, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you need more like-minded people in your life, this is absolutely the weekend that you want to be in attendance at. If you're ready to elevate and really confront your fears and learn how to move through them, get the tools to move through them. This is where you want to be. So it is anywhere from four to 500 incredible women that you get to add to your tribe. And trust me when I tell you that this weekend is going to accelerate your growth faster than just about anything that you have ever done. So if you're ready to finally unleash that inner powerhouse and to meet like-minded women. And also, you guys, if you feel freaked out about this, that's exactly where you should be. And trust me, there's going to be so many group exercises. And I make sure that every single person who comes there, whether they're alone, whether they're freaking out, whatever it is, that you Uh, connect to the people that you need to connect to and you will not be alone for long. And I have to tell you, sometimes coming alone is the best way that you can do this because we are going to connect you to some amazing women and you'll learn really quickly that you guys are all the same. We are all the same. We're all dealing with the same thing and we're all going through the same things and desire the same things. So you guys, I hope I get to see you there. Go to theblissproject.info right now to reserve your ticket because they will sell out. They have sold out every single year and if you get that gut hit right now that you should be there then take the leap right now that's what it's all about don't let your uh, don't don't let your reality brain come in right of what's realistic and what you think could happen or should happen just go with that soul hit of knowing you should be in that room it just feels feels right. Even though you're scared, you're going to push through so that you can become that person that you know that you are. So you guys on today's podcast, I'm so excited for you to meet Lori Kennedy. She is in my mastermind with Lewis house. So I got to spend this last year with her and I've had a lot of amazing guests obviously from my mastermind because we do get to dive deep. We do get to connect really deeply and have amazing conversations and really learn about each other's uh, zones of genius. And Lori's been someone who really has been able to add so much value in my life just whenever she would speak up in the group because she does a lot of similar things that I do. So Lori is a mom, she's a nutritionist, and the lady boss behind the Wellness Business Hub and the Wellness Business Academy. She's a business mentor and a strategist for health coaches and practitioners. She empowers her community to build the business and life of their dreams all on their own terms. She's also a published author and an acclaimed speaker with a real-world approach to entrepreneurism. Her personal philosophy of inspired hustle is built into her online courses and nationwide live events. She prioritizes her time and energy on building her business, mentoring practitioners, working with charitable partners, playing with her kids, and building her dream life all on her terms. So you guys, we talk so much about what it actually looks like to build a business, uh, what it looks like to raise a family, and her definition of balance? And does it actually exist? So I love how real Lori and I got on this podcast. And I hope that you can find yourself in some of these stories and take away a few of her tips. And as always, we would love to hear what you think. So let's not wait any longer and let's get started. Here we go. Lori, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so
1: much for coming on. I am so excited to be here and to have this conversation.
0: And I just got to see you at Lewis House Summit of Greatness because you are in my mastermind. So I've got to get to know you over this last year and be on your podcast and just get to be in your amazing genius. And I have to tell you, every time you speak in our mastermind, you always, always, always always offer so much valuable wisdom. I'm pretty sure I've implemented quite a few things that you've said mm-hmm. and you just are brilliant with what you do. So I'm excited to really dive in for our listeners, um, especially all of those women who are really ready to take it to the next level in their business and life. So I just want to acknowledge you for your awesomeness and I'm so excited to chat today.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. And likewise, absolutely. Between you and Chris, I mean, aside from the fashion inspiration <laughs> that that I get from you, just even just seeing how you guys are with each other and how you are with your business and how much love you have for your community. It's just so inspirational.
0: Oh, thank you so much for that. And I would love for the people who don't know, who haven't been in, in contact with you yet, if you could share uh, a bit of your backstory and how you started doing what you're doing now.
1: Sure, so... By professional title, I am a registered holistic nutritionist, and I've been doing that for a decade, Um, and before that, I was a trainer, so I've never really had a proper corporate job, Um, and the sort of the jobs that I did have, I got fired from every single one of them. Um, So, (laughs) from the time I was like 14. So... Um I've always been in health and wellness. So so that's been my world. Um since I was basically 19 I grew up as a competitive dancer, so I don't really know what it is to to have a, you know, a quote-unquote proper 9 to 5 corporate job. Um and I've always had to fend for myself, I guess, for lack of a better term, and create and create the kind of jobs and businesses and um contacts and relationships that I that I want to have. Um, and it really does go back to, you know, healing my own body. Uh, that's how I started in, in holistic nutrition, because I suffered from very serious digestive system issues. Um, I had slash have because I don't think it ever really goes away something called candida, which is an, a systemic yeast overgrowth, leaky gut. Um, so my digestive system is really weak. Um, I have to pay really close attention to my stress levels, my sleep, my food, um, because otherwise my body just quits on me. Mm. And that's really how I got my start. And then as I progressed being a nutritionist, I realized I knew nothing about being a business owner. And it was a, a very hard slap in the face. Uh, after the first two years of trying to grow my practice when I was in massive debt, and it was really embarrassing. And I I didn't know back then that I didn't know that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I took it as complete and utter failure. Um, and then as luck, I guess, would have it, um, opportunities started to come up for me that have you know taken me down the path. And I think the reason that I'm here is just because I kept just walking through those doors without really thinking about <laughs> the risks or the outcomes. I just kept walking through them. Mm. And so now I have two kids. I'm a single mom. And I run, I run an online business that serves other health practitioners from all over the world to help them start up and grow their own practices.
0: Amazing. So give me more, I just want to know more about what that looked like from that journey from, um, you know, not really thinking of the business part, right? Because we put so much effort and energy into the dream and what exactly is it and clarity around it and what else can I add and what else can I offer? But we forget mm-hmm. to think about how important it is to make money to support the dream. Did you ever have issues um, looking at you know, how you approached money or how you looked at money and how did you bridge that gap?
1: Yeah, completely. I mean, like I said, you know, as a health practitioner, um, back then in 2007, coaching and masterminds and online programs, like it wasn't really a thing. And for me, I never went to school for business. Like I went to school for psychology and leadership and you know the the arts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really have any idea about what it was to run a business. I graduated as a registered holistic nutritionist. I rented a space in a clinic because that's what you do. I had a nice website. I had fancy business cards, and I thought, all right, like I'm open for business. I have this secret to like improving quality of health. Like I thought it was the biggest thing. I was like, why doesn't everybody want to know this? And, you know, I I borrowed money from my dad, I was paying rent, I didn't know, I didn't know how to build a brand, I didn't even know that I needed to, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. I just thought, I'm in a clinic, it's busy people, like, how come people don't want to know the secrets that I know. And so about 18 months later, I had to terminate that rental agreement because I was already in 1000s and 1000s of dollars of debt. And I wasn't, it wasn't getting better. Um, there was no light. Like I was still very much in that dark darkness and it just got to the point between, you know, mortgage, my mortgage um, and being newly married, I just needed to have some type of stable income. So I actually went back to the gym that I was a personal trainer at and thank God that I did. Cause that was really my first foray into learning sales and learning business because I took over as the nutritionist there and my manager said here's your sales goal and I was like I'm sorry a what now <laughs> and I'm so, I'm like I just heal people yeah I don't want to know <laughs> like, about that <laughs> what do you mean a sales goal I started sweating yeah you know I'm like what do you mean I'm like how am I supposed to and I said to her how am I supposed to hit that and she looked at me and she's like you're supposed to sell your services and <laughs> then I immediately bursted into tears I'm like I don't know how to do that hmm so I actually learned how to sell from watching them sell personal training. Mm. Like I sat in on their consults. I wrote down the words she used. I really studied for the first time. It occurred to me that you could like go to the bookstore and buy books on how to sell. Mm. I didn't even know. It wasn't in my awareness that that was a thing mm-hmm. because I never had to actually sell before being a personal trainer. I was just giving clients. I didn't have to sell. Um, And so now as I was like an independent contractor trying to like establish myself, I actually had to learn the sales structure process and I had to understand, you know, why I would charge more money and that would bring me better quality clients and how to structure packages and how to do all of those things in order to make a living, like in order to actually grow my practice, make a living, pay the bills um, so that I could continue to do this career that I felt in my bones was exactly where I was meant to be.
0: That's so good. And you just brought me back because I did training sales as well. When you know, at like an LA fitness, you know, where you're selling Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. whatever, trying to get all of these random people who walk through the door to train. And I think that's mainly where I learned too. so crazy. That's awesome. Just the processes. So how did you and and that's an interesting topic, because how did you find your own unique way of selling to make people people realize how important it is, right? Because it's kind of about like that languaging, that step of where do I find Mm -hmm. my voice to let people know how important this is?
1: What I didn't realize then was that I am a super empathic Mm. and super intuitive. Mm. So I listened to them. Um, I think that was my gift was that I could actually feel their hurt. I could feel their shame. I could feel their embarrassment. I could feel the truth of why they were sitting there. Because when someone came into my office and said, I want to lose 20 pounds, my first question is why? Mm -hmm. Um, And I could feel their why without them being able to communicate it. And so with, you know, with sales, it really is about uncovering their big reason why, Mm -hmm. like, what is actually motivating them? Like, and, and that goes for all of us in our own lives. Like, what's why like why are we why are you doing this podcast like why is it important right like Mm -hmm. those are the motivating factors and so when I when I switched from I need to make the sale I need to make money I need to make the sale I need to make money to I need to like feel this person like I I'm sitting here and I'm there like I'm sure you experience this too like people told me things that they would never tell anyone Mm -hmm. And so they're telling me their truth. And so once I understood that, once I respected that, it, it changed the game in terms of sale selling where I could just hold that space for someone to really allow them to see their own problem and recognize that it was a problem. And then I just basically was like, I can help you. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to do it together. Mm-hmm. And it made selling not salesy because I wasn't trying to slam the offer down their throat. Um, I really just listened to them and I held compassion for them and I didn't judge them. Um, and that was probably really refreshing for them. Mm.
0: So much gold for every, I don't care what industry you're in. That is, I mean, that's, sales 101. And when I say sales 101, it's so important to have that relationship with money, right? Because without money, there is no dream and there is no helping people. So it's getting so clear on if this per, you know, it like putting it on the line, how important it is, right? Showing people how important it is to invest in themselves, because Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but if I don't spend money on something, if someone like gifts me like a free e-course or something, I will less, I am so much less likely to go and look at it than if I'm like, okay, let me pay for this and I'm going to go in and make sure that I'm finishing this or at least, you know, let's be honest, at least looking at it and taking what I need from it. So what is the value of making sure, because I know you work with so many people. Is this a big struggle for people like really selling themselves, Mm -hmm. but not realizing what they're actually selling and changing? Oh, a hundred.
1: It's everything. Mm. It's everything because when you're starting, you don't, really have a true understanding of what it is you're doing in any regard from your home life to your business. Like it's all just, you're just trying to keep your head above water Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I would say for the first like three years, that's what it's like, (laughs) um, you know, you're just really trying to like keep the, you know, the boulder from like rolling back down the hill. Um, and so if you're not, if you're not grounded in who you are and how you help and then have the actual right words, which I think most people don't have just because they're not trained, like the actual adjectives to describe, you know, the before and after, which is the value. Hmm. Um, then you're, you get hit with like objections. Cause then you're just trying to sell like the components, like whether they're, whether that's shakes or meal plans or a widget or shoelaces, it's like, well, what value does the shoelaces actually have to, Enhance your life. And so most people don't, they just don't know how to communicate that. And so they, they feel very uncomfortable, they often feel like a fraud or have like imposter syndrome, only because it's such a new thing, um, that they just don't have the right structure or the right words.
0: I mean, it can hurt at first when you're stumbling through those. Uh, let's go back to when we were stumbling through our first sales. It's like you feel oh, crazy. You feel like everything you're saying is like a risk, like you're about to jump off a platform and you're like just totally. putting it out there. Like, how are you going to react to that?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I just created a new offer in my business and we're. it's a high level offer. I'm I'm selling it through phone calls, which I haven't done in I don't know how long. And the first one I did, I got off. I'm like, well, that was atrocious. (laughs) Like my performance, I recorded it and I listened to it and I was laughing. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, and that's just the way it is, right? Until you you practice. The only yes. way to get better is to practice.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So we were chatting before this, which I love. Um, we were talking about uh, just the myth of balance and really, you know, as you become um, a business owner, and honestly, this applies to everything in life. If you want to lead a life where you are also happy and not, you know, people pleasing for everyone, but uh, being Okay with the decisions that you make, because I feel as you grow, the decisions do get tougher, but you of course get stronger. So tell me a little bit about maybe a time uh, where you have had to make some tough decisions and learn how to be okay with them, and how do you do that?
1: I think if if you really get quiet for a minute, in in our core being, we have this idea of the person we wanna be and the life that we wanna live. Mm. And what I experienced was that there were environments, you know, my intimate environments, my home environments, some relationships, the way that I was treating my own body, um, the way that I thought about myself. I knew that if I wanted to become that person and to have that life, that I would need to make some serious changes and do some serious work. Mm. And so... This applies too if you're trying to lose weight or, you know, you've just, for example, like gone gluten free, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is when you're making changes. When I tried to make changes, I always fell back into the trap of, oh, it's just one drink or, oh, it's just one night where I don't I'm fine to go to bed at one o'clock in the morning um, because I don't want to miss out on hanging out with my Mm friends. But then I would wake up the next day and feel like crap because my body likes to go to bed at a certain time and wakes up at a certain time and I would sacrifice my own health and happiness so that I wouldn't feel left out so that I would feel like I belonged to groups or that you know basically just I wouldn't feel left out and it got to a point where I had to get very clear on what I wanted for my life and how I wanted to feel and as hard as it was for me to recognize that there were certain people and certain things and the way I treated myself, that had to go. Mm. And um, in order for me to get to where I wanted to be, like I had to make some serious changes. And in doing that, I realized that there is no such thing as balance. Mm. When you have goals, like actual, you know, concrete goals that you want to achieve, you are laser focused in on those. And those become your priority and everything else, right or wrong, needs to take a back seat. So how can you have balance when that happens? And then if you try to strive for balance and you're like, well, I'm not in balance, does that make you out of balance and therefore wrong or bad? So for me, I had to get really clear on, these are my priorities, these are my goals, and so this is what I'm gonna focus on. And I'm gonna let everything go for now, um, so that I can really and truly get to where I want to be. And that was really hard to do.
0: Mm. It's some of the hardest stuff to do, you're actually bringing me back right to this last weekend because we had gone to an event and, uh, events are like a, a big, thing for people, right? They're just like they bring up a lot of stuff. They um have you out late technically mm-hmm. if you you know, there's just a lot of things going on and there's a lot of things you have to say no to during them. If you want to mm-hmm. if you do it all the time, if you want to take care of your health. So you're bringing it yeah. right back to how many things I said no to and how I had to just say, "Hey, you know what? They don't have to live in my body the next day and I don't want to feel yeah. You know, depressed if I drink tonight, or I want to be fully aware of what's going on tomorrow. I want to show up with the energy that I want to show up with because Mm -hmm. each level of life requires a new, you know, level of. Um, things that you are going to apply to your life. And with that, I want to get into the, um, you know, you reminded me of the all or nothing, because it's not like we're going to go and do all of these things and look at our, the way that we want to show up in life and say, okay, well this means I have to flip everything and do a 180 right now and start changing everything. And, and that can be super Mm -hmm. challenging. Like for me with every single level, I've taken the one thing that could make a huge impact and it it kind of shows its head and, and lets you know what that is and implemented that one thing. So as you went through the levels in your life, what it what were the different things that appeared to you that you had to change in order to break that glass ceiling to go to the next level? Maybe you could give us a few.
1: Yeah, and that's a really, so the, the really tangible thing. So the first thing that I did was I started waking up early, er, like early, like 5 a.m. early, and I've been doing that since like the beginning of 2012. Mm. And so I found for me that that morning routine is critical to my sanity and my well-being. Starting my day with my children is not good for me. Mm. I need to start my day on my own with coffee by writing so that I ground myself and do something creative, nurturing. Sometimes I'm writing sales copy. Sometimes I'm just writing a blog post, but it's, my way of starting the day where I'm feeling in momentum from the minute I wake up. Um, And if I start my day with my kids, mommy, can I have breakfast and lunches? And it's just like, I feel like I'm chasing the day and that doesn't feel good to me. Mm -hmm. So that is, I think the most powerful thing that I've done now with 5am mornings, like committed 5am mornings comes early bedtimes, Mm -hmm. which means sacrifice of like going out for, you know, the moms are going out on Thursday night for like a glass of wine. I don't go right. Like I choose not to, that was really hard to deal with because I felt left out, Mm -hmm. but I go back to how do I want to feel the next day? And what are my goals in my life? And it, you know, makes me feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was one of them. And then the other was really recognizing how, what I need to thrive to like more than thrive. So For me, accountability is key. So having, you know, a financial coach, having a mastermind, having a personal trainer, having people in my life, in all areas of my life, that I pay so that I have skin in the game, that hold me accountable to my goals so that I can't weasel out of them when I'm tired or when I don't feel like it or whatever the case may be. And just recognizing, like, I was in a space for a really long time where I was like, I can do this on my own. I can do these workouts on my own. I'm going to eat healthy on my own. I'm a nutritionist. I know exactly what to do. I know how to meal plan and I can macro you till the day is long, like no problem. But making the actual food for myself and eating it day in and day out, it took me about almost 18 months to wrap my head around the fact that I actually needed to just like outsource my meals mm. because it wasn't happening. Mm. It wasn't happening, and so I wasn't getting to my goals. And I kept saying to myself, like, no, 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 this is ridiculous. Like, you, you shouldn't pay for like a meal service. Like, mm-hmm. you're a nutritionist. Like, you can cook. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so, so mean.
1: Right. So just realizing and accepting my own limitations mm-hmm. and what I will and won't do, and just getting really real with like how I work best, which is off of accountability. It's actually like. It's actually um, negative reinforcement. Like, I get I, – I'm competitive, so I get really embarrassed. So if I don't show up for the workouts, I'm, like, nervous about what the trainer thinks of me. Mm. So it, like, makes me show up.
0: I, right? lo- I love that because I – so for so <laughs> – I feel like for so long, we're like, okay, well, that's painful. Let's not look at it. Like we, you know, especially when we can be spiritual people, we can tend to be like, okay, well, we get really good at knowing tools to not look at pain. But with that, for me, pain has been one of my biggest motivators. So tapping into like, okay, what's, what's actually on the line? Because I think what we do is, you know, the alarm goes off and all we we think of as the snooze button or oh I'm going to lose my morning but you know that's not a big enough thing to take from you and a big enough pain because okay I'm going to lose my morning well I lose my morning every morning I'm used to it it's going to look like this Mm -hmm. I know I know how to handle it but when you really look at it as if I keep losing mornings I'm going to lose who I am I'm going to lose my purpose I'm not going to be the mom I want to be I'm not going to be the woman I want to be I'm never going to reach my goals and now that pain at the end of the day that's pain that will get me out of bed so what is a pain that you tap in to and a reminder um, that really motivates you do you tap into the bigger pain or how do you motivate yourself
1: it really is that I I don't want to like lose not lose face because I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. it's it's as an example like I I'm in masterminds because that pushes me outside of my comfort zone because I don't want to show up to a meeting not having done stuff that's Mm. embarrassing yeah and then I feel like people are like, "You're a loser. Like, why are you here?" <laughs> and that for me is painful, mm-hmm. right? Because, and I think it really goes back to I was bullied for like all of elementary school, basically, and all of high school. Mm, I was just and so, ask that. for yeah, so for me, luckily, I I should reframe. Luckily, I was bullied all through elementary Amen. school, <laughs> and all through high school, because now that experience really pushes me because uh-huh. i don't want to show up not having done the work i care what people think of me and i don't i know what i'm also capable of and so when i don't do my best work it's embarrassing mm-hmm. it's embarrassing for me it's embarrassing for my coaches and mm-hmm. the embarrassment factor and the fact that i'm not living up to what i know i'm capable of that is my biggest motive like above making the money and all that stuff for me it's that shame of, like, Lori, you didn't do a good job here. Like, what is wrong with you? Shape up, sister. Like, you know, it's that.
0: I totally tap into that, and I, I, I feel you all along the way. And, of course, I know you're also beautiful with this, so I want you to explain the other complete contrast of knowing when you – need to give yourself some grace and some love yeah. and some forgiveness. Otherwise from that place, if you, you know, when you don't show up, cause I'm sure there have been times, which if you want to share, that'd be mm-hmm. great. Um, when do you uh, get your power back by that forgiveness and ownership? You know,
1: totally. So I'll, so this, just this past August, I basically took a break because I needed to take a break and my revenue went in half, mm-hmm. which when you employ people, it's very scary. And I knew that it would, it would cause me pain (laughs) to do that. However, the pain of pushing through and doing shit work, Mm -hmm. it was worse for me than like, okay, we're, you know, we're not going to like go balls to the wall this month financially. Um, Because it was summer, my my schedule with my kids changed. I actually lost the majority of my morning routine because they actually started an hour and a half later and I didn't actually realize how much that affected me until August Mm. um, because they were home and they're not usually home until not, like they get dropped off at 7.30 in the morning during the year. They were home till nine. That hour and a half every day with them in the morning really changed me um, and affected me in ways that I wasn't, prepared for. And so I did, I laid low for August. Um, and I gave myself the, the I gave myself permission to just maintain, to just flow, no launches, no flash sales, no, no more one-on-one coaching, like none of it, it all stopped. And, you know, luckily we have some really good recurring (laughs) revenue models built in. Um, but there was no offers. There was no, there was nothing um, because I just needed to give myself that space because my schedule had changed and I needed to just recuperate and I wanted to have fun. Like I wanted to just enjoy the summer. Um, I haven't really been able to take actual time off and, you know, just enjoy that. And it was a very conscious decision. I actually wrote myself like a permission note. I wrote myself a letter um, and I just wrote out all the reasons why I needed to take a break, and I told my team all the reasons why. And obviously, they're like so supportive and whatnot. But that was a huge inner struggle for me because, at least for me, I equate, you know, revenue productivity with like my self worth, mm-hmm. right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm working on. But it's, I think as an entrepreneur, you do. Yeah. Because my business is me, and I am my business. Hmm. Um, And so I just gave myself permission and I actually like sort of, because I I am an achiever by nature, that's my highest strength. And so I had to look at other ways to create the feeling of productivity and the feeling of momentum outside of work, which was Mm. hard Mm. um, for me to do so that I didn't feel like a lazy bum, Mm. basically.
0: So how did you create that? Because that's the whole, I mean, I'm sure for the first month you may have been just like, okay, well, I'm not sure if this is worth it. I don't even know how to relax. Like how do I separate? What were some things that you did?
1: Um, or were you able I, to I, just chill? I, well, okay. So we should define chill cause I feel like chilling <laughs> yeah. for us and chilling for other people is different. Um, Chilling for me is still being active. Mm. Like, yes, I sit down for sure and watch TV. I I watched um, the entire five seasons of House of Cards. <laughs> nice. um, you know, like, I definitely did stuff like that. I also have two kids. I'm a single mom. So for me, you know, the camp day ended at 3.30. So I dropped them off at 9 and I, I had till 3.30. So then I was back being like a mom. Mm. Um, but during the day, I, I actually just... I journaled a lot. I, like, visioned. I find it very cathartic to plan. (laughs) So I Mm -hmm. planned a lot versus actually creating content and doing things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we cleaned up a lot of loose ends. Like, this is where the team actually had time to breathe. And they got to clean up a lot of loose ends. And they all took vacation at different points. So we just maintained. I read. I read a lot. I went up to the cottage a lot and just hung out with my family a lot. Um, Mm. I walked a lot, even though it rained all summer here, I walked a lot, Mm. like a lot, like hours a day. Um, I just needed to be in motion as long as I I found that I was in motion physically or doing something, um, you know, going through my kids' drawers and like taking out all their old clothes that don't fit them that I should have done two years ago, you know, like that kind of stuff, as long as I was doing things, I, that still, felt okay for me. I am not a person that can just like lie around for days and read. That just doesn't work for me. Mm, Me either. (laughs) So,
0: so Lori, I, I feel like this is so important for people. Like I recently came back from a trip that I was so resistant against, like so resistant. I couldn't even figure out why I was doing it. Um, you know, when there's so much that I wanted to be doing and so much going on Mm -hmm. and in the midst of, you know, like a a massive book deadline, I had already booked a vacation to Greece, um, for a re-wedding, like a surprise re-wedding of one of our best couple friends. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't exactly something, you know, that I could get out of. And it's so funny how our brains, when we like to go, don't want to stop. But once I got there, it was this a reminder of why I have to put those things in more because more opened up for me that week than I had mm-hmm. been trying to force for the past six months. So what opened up for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just like the vision of, I think it's the vision of where I wanted to go with my brand and also just the feeling of creativity. I think for us, you know, for me especially, I am the boss. I run a, a, you know, a a nice-sized team. There's five core people on my team, plus loads of contractors. I have two kids. Um, Creativity. Mm -hmm. Like, the idea to just vision and, you know, see the missing pieces and just let my brain run wild where I didn't have to necessarily think about how am I going to monetize this and how am I going to structure this and how is that going to sell and is this person going to be upset? Like, it... I. I also, just like you forget, I forget that I need to create space to allow for creativity because so much of what I do is so structured that you lose the creativity of it and you lose that like visceral purpose of why you're doing it in the first place because it's so structured. Mm.
0: Totally. It's that, it's that 10,000 foot view. It's kind of like when you get yeah. out of what you're doing, you're like, Oh my God. Like, what was I, you just get in this routine and this grind and all of a sudden you're actually, you, be, you feel more out of touch being so in it where when you leave it's yes. that massive perspective shift of, yes. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. yeah, And I hear that a lot from my community too. They're like, I'm losing my mojo. I'm like, take a break, walk away, take a break, walk away, shut it down. Two weeks. Oh, you will know I remember last December this past December um, I actually started to get nervous that the mojo like it wasn't coming back because it was <laughs> like there. Two, it was two and a half weeks in I we closed my company for the holidays and it's like January and I'm like still just wanting to sit on the couch and watch Netflix like it's not that urge to work like that that yearning to work that drive it wasn't there and I was getting really nervous I'm like all right Maybe it's time to just do something else now. Like, I'm done with this. You know, I'll just, I don't even know what I'll do, but maybe I'll just go be a personal trainer for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then week three, actually, I needed three weeks of rest. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, it's back. And all I, I was like, get out of my way, people. Get out <laughs> of my way. Like, And it just came back like that. Like, I needed that rest. And I, mm-hmm. and I have to give my, like, when that happens to you, just ride it out it will come back. Just ride it out. Like rest, do your thing. The mojo, you'll get it back.
0: I love that you said that because, you know, and you followed it along the way it kind of sounds like where it's like, yeah, you were stressed about it, but at the same time, you're just going to, you know what, then I'm just going to keep watching Netflix. or I'm going to keep sitting or I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. I'm just going to just see what happens. It's funny. I've gone on vacations before where I'm like seven days. I'm going to feel amazing when I'm done. The answer is going to come to me about what I want to call this or what I want to do with this. Mm-hmm. And it's like seven days go by and I'm like, you know, I didn't do anything to get inspired and I didn't want to. And I'm cool with that. And all of a sudden, you know, three weeks later, I'm like, there it is. It's just putting pressure yeah. in and deadlines on ourselves for things mm-hmm. that are, not necessarily, they're just not w- for pressure and deadlines. So how do you have a goal, have an intention, but when nothing is inspired, um, how do you also uh, detach from it?
1: Mm. Um, so as you were telling that story, I'm like, it's just faith. Mm. Like for me, I've come, I've gone through some stuff. And so for me, I know now that if I, it'll take me wherever I need to go. And I just have faith that I'm going to be okay. And I have confidence now that I will always land on my feet and I will always at some point get the lessons that I need as dark and as hard as they might be. Um, Uh, And the, and the inspiration or the opportunity or the person or the failure or whatever it is that needs to come to shift me forward will come. And sometimes that shows up in the form of honestly divorce. And sometimes that shows up in the form of a multi six figure launch. Mm -hmm. It just, it is. And so I've practiced that and I've learned to trust in that. And I know that's like super woo woo and whatever, but We like woo-woo on here. Yeah, I figured I could go there. (laughs) So, you know, I just, it's just the knowing that as long as I'm communicating what I feel is right in that moment and I offer it up in the form of just speaking my truth and, you know, inviting people into things that I know will benefit them and help them, you know, Mm. we're going to, I'm going to have some good times. I'm going to have some bad times. And at the end of the day, like, If I choose to, which I do, I will be one step forward, ten step forward. Mm. You know, it's just the inspiration will come. You can't – that's something for sure. The creativity and the inspiration, you can't force it. And so you might as well just, like, sit in whatever it is that you're feeling in that moment until you don't feel that way anymore.
0: Mm. Man, that – I. I'm like, so there with you, the faith thing. I just cling to it. I could not exist or do anything that I do without it. So I want to know what is the mindset? Like, what is the, what is, so the thought process, right? Because if we don't have a hook or something to ground us or something to go to, when we are in that place of, I feel crazy. I don't know if this is going to come. Maybe this isn't for me. This is it. This is the Mm -hmm. end. My business is over. What do you do in those moments? What do you say? What are some really grounding things to remind you of the faith?
1: So one of the things that my earliest mentors, when I worked with business coaches, taught me, which I thank thank him for every day, is I created a vision for my business and my life. So I did this in early 2012, and it was obviously I co-created it with my then husband, but it was that vision that actually got me through all of the stuff that has happened since 2012 with the business and the merit, like all of it, because I, I can feel it. I can see it. And when I created it, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I still don't like, I obviously it's a little bit clearer now, but things change, things happen. I don't always, I can't predict the future. I just, I have the vision. I know exactly how I want to feel. I know who I want to be with and how I want to feel with them And what I, you know, the the kind of celebrations that I want to have for both my business and my life. And as long as I can hold that in the forefront of my mind, and that's actually how I make decisions about what to do and what not to do, because does it pull me away from the vision or does it push me towards? And the vision, even though I'm obviously no longer married, that hasn't changed for me. And, you know, um... It shifted, obviously, but it's still my guiding, it's my, it's my lighthouse. It's my guiding thing that propels me forward. So when I'm in the darkness, like, you know, as we've all experienced and I just, I can't see the light. I don't know when it's coming. You know, if anyone's had trauma, which I'm sure who hasn't, you, you can be in the darkness for a long time. And I just knew that I was going to, at some point I would feel better and, this vision was really the thing that like kept me focused. It kept me sane in the business when I was phoning it in, it was like, okay, this is the vision. We just got to like do things that push us towards the vision. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you haven't yet sat down and just said like, what do I want my life to look like in five years? Like, how do I want to feel and make it as specific and as concrete as possible. And then you will know when you are doing things that push you towards or pull you against.
0: So beautiful. And I'm just realizing so much of that. Like if we can't answer questions about our life and our future and what we really desire and our whys, that's a huge reason why we're not moving forward. Totally. I'm just asking myself more and more. And sometimes I'm surprised that I have not actually sat down and answered some of these questions. Like how have I Mm -hmm. been, functioning and you know what in that area I've been floundering so where I'm floundering I'm kind of like I'm not asking the right questions yet for me to come up with the answers because it's not that we don't have them it's that we haven't sat down and answered them because we'll always get an answer always
1: yeah yeah I think a lot of people aren't necessarily aware that that's something that they should do because they just they wake up they go to work they hustle they grow their businesses and they don't actually sit down and take a minute to say like wait a sec, like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the bigger picture here? How do I want to feel? Because it's not something that, you know, people talk about around the water cooler. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they just, they, that they don't, it's a higher level way of thinking and it's a higher way of level way of living. And at the same time too, once you go and do that, it's like a slap in the face because you realize that there's going to be some changes that need to happen, Mm. you know, in order to get to that in order to have the vision, in order to make it come true.
0: I love that. You just gave me a new idea. Like we should develop water coolers with life questions on them.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. They're like mantras. Yes. I love distractions. Can you tell? (laughs) Yeah. Totally.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, uh, you know, you had said something earlier and you said uh, it just, it was in passing, but you said a question was, you know, how do I feel about this? Or is this person upset? And I feel like that's a question that women always have in business is we're always uh, worried. Am I upsetting someone? I'm not pleasing everyone. How do we let go of that? Because we know that's one thing that is always going to keep us you know, held back because I'm actually dealing with it today. So I'm in that moment of like, oh, no matter what you do, you cannot please everyone and just being okay with it. So what do you do?
1: Um, well, my first response was going to be like, I don't know. I still feel like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I still want people to like me. Yeah. But at, so this is the work. Like, this is the hardest work, I think. Hardest. I can, like, we can build funnels. That's fine. We can run retreats. Like, that's Okay this is the hardest work Mm. is really getting clear on for me, it it came down to my core values and my integrity and asking myself, you know, am I acting in a way that my future self would be proud of Mm. and really getting clear on that answer. And if the answer was no, then I would take responsibility for it. If I didn't do right by somebody, I need to own that. Mm. Um, But there's always going to be, especially if, Especially if you do the work to create the life that's in your vision. There's always going to be people that shun you, shame you, judge you. Because it actually holds up a mirror as to what is wrong or wrong feeling in their own lives. And so they then take it out on you. Mm -hmm. And so when you understand that and you can actually say, you know, this isn't my stuff, as hard as that is to not take on. Like, this isn't my stuff. So I'm happy to listen to you and to validate how you feel. But this isn't actually my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just comes with honestly practice. Like, I have a therapist many times where I've had to, like, process um, by talking through a thing so that I could actually release it. Um, because I, I genuinely felt bad that that person felt that way about me. Mm-hmm. Um But I I think really just getting clear on your own core values, really getting clear on what you will and won't stand for in your own life, and really having boundaries around the kind of people that you want to have and what you will and and won't take responsibility for. Mm -hmm. And when you start to do the work, at least in my own experience, it becomes much easier to recognize other people's stuff as their own and to not take it on. Now being an empath, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's really hard. Cause I can genuinely feel them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I've learned like that's them and not me. Mm-hmm. And especially, like I said, if you're going to want a different kind of life, there are going to be people that don't like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you know, I can't, I can't like give you a seven step system for being okay with that. You just have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And just know that that's part of the territory. Like the bigger, the goals, the messier it is. I feel like someone said that at, at the summit of greatness. And I took that, like the bigger, the better you become the messier it is. And you just, at at the end of the day, you just have to accept that there's going to be people that you can't please. And, and you just have to be okay with that, otherwise, it's going to compromise your own well being. Mm,
0: so, right? Good. So, there's so yeah. much truth in all of that, and I felt every single word. So, thank you for that. Just to be to know that no, no matter what, at every level, you're still a human, <sighs> and it's just like working through your own processes and figuring out what those look like to release. Because at the end of the day, if we don't release, we're stuck in them and it's, we can't give back. We can't create, we can't, you know, love the way we're supposed to love. So it's like the goal is release and that's all you focus yeah. on. So, so good. So yeah. what, what is something that you are feeling resistance towards right now and how are you getting through it?
1: Um, I am feeling resistant towards really up leveling my own brand mm. Because that would mean that the attention needs to be focused on my accomplishments. Mm. And that's really uncomfortable for me because I'm like, on to the next, you know, that's just the way that I am. And so that's really uncomfortable for me because um, I have done a lot and I know that I'm, you know, ready and at, at that place. But when you go and put yourself, in a position of up leveling, I think in, on any level, like whether it's your workout routine or whatever it is, but for me it's in business and sort of making my name the star of the show where it's always been, but this is, feels very different for me. Mm. Um, how am I working through that? Well, for the moment, I'm procrastinating heavily on it, <laughs> um, <laughs> Word. just to be totally honest. Um, I'm, I, you know what? I, that's that's all I have. I can't. I don't want to like pretend that I'm, you know. No, I am that. I am having full awareness that it's very hard for me right now. That it makes me really uncomfortable, and I'm trying to sit with that and actually understand why. Mm. Like, why is it? So I'm not trying to force it. I'm taking my time with it. Um, I have given myself a deadline. So by the end of November. It'll happen. So I've given myself that time, just because we have also some other stuff on the go. But I'm actually trying to sit with it and really understand why. Because I know that if I also launch this thing feeling this way right now, it's not going to be successful because it doesn't feel um, like I. It feels like I'm just going through the motions, mm-hmm. right? Like you need to have the glossy photos, and you need to have the website, and you need to have like the stuff, which I have but it doesn't feel grounded mm. um, for me yet. And so I don't want to launch it feeling this way because I won't be able to stand in the power of it. And I want to, mm. but there's still some stuff that I need to work out. So I will go for therapy. I will sit on it. I will walk. I will think. I will pull cards, tarot cards, and I will journal. And just mm. to really understand, you know, where it those feelings are coming from for me and how to feel okay with it.
0: I love that. That was the most real answer because that's what it really looks like. There's so many yeah. times where, you know, someone someone once said to me, the power of procrastination, because sometimes the procrastination is a gift for you to go deeper. Like you need to go another layer deeper to see what's actually yeah. going on there. What is the actual resistance? Because like you said, sometimes we can just throw stuff out and it's not actually your truth. And you're actually not grounded or ready for what is going to come when mm-hmm. you put that out there. So if if there's something that you're resisting again I love that you're allowing yourself to ask questions around it though. It goes right back to that self-awareness. It's not like you're procrastinating and drinking wine every night. You're procrastinating and asking questions. There's a difference, right? So that's really, there's such a defined difference of allowing that procrastination to sit there, but also use it, um, you know, and ask questions to work through it. So thank you so much for that. So Lori, I could literally talk to you all day for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is something that you would offer our listeners uh, just around if if you are someone who is really being pulled in your business to, to go bigger, uh, what is something that you would tell them?
1: Um, that of course you're going to feel scared out of your mind. Like, of course, um, the one thing that I learned from coaching is there's this model of the four C's by Dan Sullivan, who created the strategic coach. And so when I learned this model and I teach it um, to other people, it's really powerful. So the four C's, the last one is actually confidence. So first you have to have, um, commitment. Then you have to have the courage to take action. Then you gain competency in the thing, and then you have confidence. Confidence comes last. So in, in all areas of your life, whether it's like perfecting your health, personal development, whatever. Of course, you're going to feel scared because it's something new. You have no frame of reference for it at all. Um, and just know that after you commit to it, after you have the courage to take action, after you actually gain some competency in the thing you're doing, then you'll feel confident. Like only then will you actually feel like, oh, yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing.
0: Oh, my. there—that That is my life. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: So <laughs> you're not going to know what you're doing. It's probably going to suck the first time around. It's that's, that's like, you know, those are the dues you pay. Like that's the actual, you can't skip steps. That's the way it has to go.
0: Mm, there's so much power in that. Cause I don't think people reveal that. And it's so vital to know that while that person might look like they're cool and confident in the corner, they're freaking out inside. Freaking so out. <laughs> like if we could just wear our shirt that said what we were actually feeling like, Hey, I might look like this on the outside, but actually on the inside, I feel crazy and I'm about to cry. So yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> so powerful. Okay. Lori, I just want to, um, acknowledge you for the work that you do in the world and all of the lives that you shift because you're a freaking powerhouse. I always love being in your presence. I feel like I get better every time I see you or listen to you. So I'm so grateful for you. And I would love for people to know where to find and follow you.
1: So they can go to the wellnessbusinesshub.com. And there is where we have like all of our business trainings for alternative health practitioners, Um, free challenges, all the good stuff. And then if you want on Instagram, it's just at Lori Kennedy Inc. And I spell Lori the same way you spell Lori, L-O-R-I.
0: I love it. Okay. I always close on one last question. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So if you are in an elevator with someone, it's a super short ride. It's only like 30 seconds and they look over at you. It's a total stranger. And they say, how can I make myself happy? What do you say?
1: Oh, May- my first instinct I would just say smile mm. like that's just what came to me how can I make like just smile I know when my kids were really upset when they were I was like you need to smile and I would smile at them and they would smile back and you can't frown when you're smiling mm. um, <clears throat> you know and it's really hard to cry when you're smiling mm-hmm. so I think you know I'm sure there's studies on this too but um, I think just, just smile and also just have faith that whatever is happening to you it's for a really good reason. <laughs>
0: uh, I love that Lori. And you know what? I just, um, talked to somebody about the science of it actually, which is so crazy. And your body, they're now proving that your body tells your brain what to feel. So smiling actually chemically changes <laughs> you and tells your brain what to think. So I'm sure. yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you so much for being on. And you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.